Welcome to Mommy Full of Grace with our wives Darcy and Nancy. two podcasts every other week and so we're always like a month ahead of time and so when you say we're back like really it's like it's been 15 minutes it's been 15 minutes Mm -hmm. yeah well um again welcome and we're still in the easter season it's already may when this podcast comes out so wow i know wow isn't that crazy i know it's may um, and, and I bet that in April, everybody saw that funny um, um, Justin, um, what's his name, meme? From NSYNC. Why did I just draw a blank? Just Justin Timberlake? Timberlake? Yes. Um, you know, that meme where it's like, it's going to be May. Oh. And it's, he's singing, it's going to be May. Ha, ha, ha. I'll have to post that. Yes. Yeah. Because that's Good hilarious. old JT. Oh, oh, do you know him? Justin Personally, Timberlake? that way, for you to call him good old Jason. I mean, you know, from afar. I was in, what, the back row at the uh, arena back in the day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's right. You were, how old were you when NSYNC was popular? Gosh. I you were 10? went, no, I was, I went to that concert with my mom. Thirteen or fourteen, and Cisco opened. Do you remember Cisco? Did he play the thong song while he your did. mom was at the concert? With he him? did. I think I was mortified, totally mortified. But looking back, she was probably just as embarrassed to be there during that song with me. Oh her my goodness! Young teenager. Wow. I think I was in ninth grade. Ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So you were like barely in high school. Yes. I was a senior in high school. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Cisco opened up for insane. That I is know. so weird. That's that so is weird. so weird. Wow. Um, I let's see. Um, I've never seen NSYNC in concert. I did see the Backstreet Boys in concert, but only because they were on a tour with New Kids on the Block. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of recent. And no, it was like, like six years ago. Years. Has it been that long? I think it's been a while. Oh, yeah. I remember that tour because I knew a bunch of people that went, but. Yeah, and I had never seen Baxter. They did, I mean, and they did a, they all did a, a great, a great uh, show. And then they had a special guest was, well, what's left of, Boyz II Men. And so sure, that, was that was really yeah, cool. That, oh, my gosh. It was really, yeah. Because you see, like, it was interesting because you see these different generations of people. So it would have been, it was like, you know, people my age who were like 10 when New Kids on the Block came out and which was like, you know, your 10-year-old girl. I remember being in like 5th grade and like, you know, I had, you know, the Joey doll and I had the sheets and the 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 short, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you had the ones you had like the kids who were completely like fangirling from Backstreet Boys, which I couldn't relate too much to. Oh, but I was going to grow up and marry Nick. Like, that was my you life goal. You probably still can. I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sorry, Joseph. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? 
Yes. Well, there you go. So it's yep. May. And um, this podcast, we were kind of thinking of, you know, what do we want to talk about? And something that's just Nancy and I happen, I guess we, we talk about it quite a bit, actually. Or not exactly this, but parts of it that kind of connect. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to talk about people pleasing. And um, <laughs> part, of, part of it, I think it's hilarious because... I, you're a people pleaser. I am. I am. And, and every time you say that, I just have to confess, I have the song from Purple People Eater come <laughs> in my head. <laughs> and all I hear is one, one eyed, one horn, flying purple people, people pleaser, pleaser, which is <laughs> helping, not helping me keep a straight face during this wow. podcast. I was kind of wondering why you had that stupid grin on your face. I'm like, do I have something in my teeth? Is it who wears short shorts? It's like all that's the same. My head. That's the same, the same tune, song. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. I'm like singing it, it in my head. Mm-hmm. All right, you're gonna go buy some Nair on the way home. <laughs> that's from the Nair commercial. Who wears short shorts? It is. Yes. Oh, it's, it is. Okay. Yes, oh it is. Goodness. I didn't make that. <laughs> okay. What do you got in your cup, Nancy? Uh, water. Mm-hmm. I just filled it up with you. Okay. Same I'm water just, fountain. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to give you an out. <laughs> got nothing. Uh, <laughs> um, so, people pleasing. Um, there's probably like another phrase we could say that would, you know, be better, but. Um, kind of overall, and it kind of links into our last podcast of anger. Um, so we're going to talk about people pleasing and what that means, and yeah. Um, but first, do you have any like, you know, cute or any anecdotes? How's Madeline? And you know, it's May, and let's see with Zeke. I mean, it's just you know he's ten months old, and he's just you know growing in different ways and. I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird and it's great at the same time, but then it's just scary because I don't want him to get any bigger. <laughs> no. Besides the fact that like clothes fitting is like, you know, and right. shoes and shoes and socks and his poor his daycare probably thinks that I'm a neglected parent because I still put like the really small socks on him that barely cover like his ankle. Because I'm thinking, I've got more time with this sock. I'm not ready to pack this sock away. But sometimes, <laughs> like, I bought new socks last week for Madeline, and they were too small. Like, it said on the side, they should have fit. But then we put them on, and they were too small. Maybe she's with, like, monster so, feet. Yeah. I don't no. know. I think they were just size weird. They were really cute, though. They had bows and hearts. And Did you get them at, like, Ross? Payless. Oh. I think Payless is filing Chapter 11. Really? That's what I said. Well, I mean, if they can't size socks right, then... (laughs) I know. Where am I going to get shoes? (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah, I've got... I know. They they actually do. Surprisingly, they do have a really good selection of shoes. Their prices Mm -hmm. are odd for their shoes, Mm -hmm. but... No, nothing, nothing great, you know, is going on. I mean, it's all great, but... Um, you know, spending time with family and looking forward to Zeke's birthday next month. 
I know, end of June will be a year. Is that weird? That is weird. I'm sure we'll have more, like, weirdness to talk about it as it gets closer. Probably. Probably. But. Oh, my gosh. It's weird. He's starting to get over his, like, stranger danger. Yeah. Which is good. It's nice. Um, that's helpful <laughs> for all of our friends. Um, yeah, and Jay and Allie were over at the house, like, a while ago, and he was just staring at Jay. He did not, mm-mm. It was, mm. no, no. Like, Allie was, like, holding him, and he was fine. But he would look Not at Jay. Jay. He would look at Jay, and Jay doesn't look scary at all. No. And he just had this look on his face, like, uh, and so Jay was trying to do funny things. He was trying to, yeah. I was, like, hugging Jay, you know, like, so yeah, just say, yeah. like, this is okay. No. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Um, the, uh... Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing else is new. But we've been, you and I have been talking about just, you know, we've been calling on each other for support more lately. Yes. So this people pleasing yes. thing is probably a good, a good topic. Yeah. Yeah. We've talking about. Yeah. Um, I was getting annoyed just because I feel like everybody in the world is just so sensitive. And so my, you know, one of the questions I know I said to you is, like, is everybody, like, super sensitive, you know, or is it, like, what I said, am I just getting, I'm, you know, getting, getting too old for this from Die Hard? Yes. You know, I'm too old for this shit. Well, and. Are you going to tell me I'm too old for it? No. (laughs) No. I think that it's all part of people pleasing. That as. A society, we want to please the people around us. We don't want anybody to be upset about anything. And in order to upset or to avoid upsetting people that are becoming more and more sensitive, we as a society are becoming more and more cautious about what we say and what we do. Um, Well, that just annoys me because sometimes people are just stupid. I mean, I know that that sounds mean, but they're just so sensitive for, I don't see that it, for a good enough reason. You know, like, there are definitely reasons to be sensitive. Like, you know, if your life is in danger, if someone's hurting your family or your friends or, you know, something is, is, is you know, really hurtful. But, I mean, just sometimes people are just so sensitive about the dumbest things, creating you know, drama. Yeah, creating drama. I would agree. People people like to create drama when it, it doesn't need to be there. I mean, I like drama. I like a good argument. I, I, I do. I do. If I can, like, debate and, like, argue with you about something, I love that. I love that. But not, like, you know... Yeah, if anybody is psychoanalyzing us right now, <laughs> Darcy is like all pumped about this argument, and the look on my face is like, you are kill me now. <laughs> I'm yes. not arguing with anybody if I don't have to. I can make you argue. I That will be one of my goals in the lifetime of our okay. friendship, is to get you to argue with me. Mm-hmm. I think that there's so many good things, you know, like, you know, to argue well, and I don't, and, I'm, and not people, not everybody knows how to argue, and I'm not great at it all the time either. I think there's like something healthy and good and it's like an art to be able to have that debate and argue mm-hmm. and still be like, all right, cool. That was good. Yeah, I, 
I'm feeling extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Love you, Nancy. I'll try not to argue oh, with you. Okay. But but you know what? But when I when I say that though, but there are times where I will like because I know you, and I know that I guess, and, and this does have to do with people pleasing because you have to know your audience, mm-hmm. and that's that's a lesson that I I learned and I'm still learning. You have to know your audience, and so if we're having a, a discussion or if I'm just venting and you say something to me that might be different or kind of a reaction to what I'm saying. I'm gonna, I can react and say something against that, but I know my audience. I know mm-hmm. that you're not gonna think I'm angry at you. I'm just saying right. my side. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? And I, right. you know, so I know my audience and I know that that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I do think part of that people pleasing is people not knowing their audience and not having that kind of empathy maybe in the last podcast, you were talking about, you know, as far as anger, you rarely ever get to the point where you're angry and that you tend to focus on putting yourself in the other person's shoes. That's a sign of empathy. And I think knowing your audience when you're talking to mm-hmm. someone or with someone or, or about, you know, is part of that empathy as well. Well, now people are just so sensitive. I think they're, they're so sensitive. I don't think they care about who their audience is because I think that honestly they think it should be about them that's why they're getting so sensitive yeah I could see that or they're just being sensitive and throwing their nose in for no reason like you know and no I've not done extensive research on that on this topic but a couple months ago when that whole article came out about the vice president um saying that he would not have a meal with another woman by himself Mm -hmm. And which, by the way, I could not find any article where he was quoted to say that. But what I did read was like an article where his wife was interviewed and she was saying that that was kind of one of their um, uh, rules. I don't think that was the word that she used, but for lack of a better word, like, you know, rules. Which is a decision that the two of them have made together and I don't need to worry about it. What do you care? But yet these people were like, oh, well, this is awful. And what does this say, you know? For you know, for feminism, what does this say about women? And you know, no woman is ever going to be able to hold a you know an important position in, in his you know political. Are you kidding me? Like people just get so worked up and they don't think about things and they're so sensitive to you know their safety bubble or to their snowflake you know being hurt and it just it bugs me. It really gets on my nerves. So I'm going to title this podcast. You know. Hey, Snowflake. And I do mean it to be derogatory because <laughs> it makes me mad. But you, um, you, you sent me an interesting article where you sent us an interesting article about people pleasing. Yeah, yeah. It talks about um, the sin of people pleasing. and um, Which is not what I would think when I read that. The sin of people pleasing it did not turn out the way I thought it would. You're refreshing your memory. I'm refreshing my memory. <laughs> I was talking about Nicole. She was like, never mind. Um, <laughs> That's just a side note. <laughs> we were debating how to pronounce a name, and it just hit me how you were really Nicole. supposed to pronounce it. So when I think about being a people pleaser, what does that mean I'm doing? And, you know, if, if we're talking about it being 
sinful and something that we want to avoid. It, well, I, back up. Why would you think that people-pleasing would be sinful to begin with? Because I am valuing what other people think about me above what God thinks about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that it matters more to me that the that my coworkers like my outfit. It matters more to me that I that all the different people at church who ask me to serve on these different activities think mm-hmm. that, that that they need my yes. They need me right. to say yes. I'll do these hundred million. Things you don't want to disappoint them. I don't want right. to disappoint them. Or my parents, that I'll do all these things for them. That that I'm valuing mm-hmm. their view of me, which I'm assuming is based on me saying yes to everything that they want. Mm-hmm. I'm valuing that above what God wants me to actually do with my time to serve him. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Because, because part of what God wants you to do with your time to serve him could very well be saying yes to that ministry or doing that thing for your parent. But when you don't take the time to discern that and you just automatically say yes because right. because you're more concerned with the reaction of the other person, that's where that sin is. That's what, that's right. what I'm hearing you say. Yes, Okay. that is what I'm saying. Okay. Did you see the technique I just used? I was using the fast food technique. I did, and I really appreciated it. It helped clarify my thinking, and it helped the listeners probably make more sense out of what I was muddling through. Although, so. if they didn't listen to the last podcast, they're lost right now. Okay, if you don't know what the fast food rule is, stop, pause, and go to the go back, listen to anger, and then come join us again. Okay, we'll wait. Okay, just um. Yeah, but no, but that that makes a lot of sense, and I think that as much as I say I, you know, I, and I hate doing that, I do that. Mm-hmm. I do that, um, and sometimes I hate that I do that. I'll do that at work. I'll do that at home. I'll do that with friends. I'll do that with people that I are not my friends or acquaintances, um, and placing that, you know, because the story you were talking about too, McCall, um, basically in the story, it's saying that she was more concerned about what the neighbors would think. Of when David was dancing before the Lord, and part of it was because she did not understand his God. Right. So this is from Second Samuel. Mm-hmm. If you want to check out the story, mm-hmm. and I like the part where basically he was saying, <clears throat> "Well, um, <laughs> not only will I make merry before the Lord, but I will demean myself even more. I would be lowly in your esteem." But in the esteem of the slave girls you spoke of, which is the neighborhood that she was concerned of how they would view David, I will be honored. So it was interesting because he's thinking, like, this doesn't matter. What matters is me dancing before the Lord. And she's like, "Um, you look crazy. Get out of the front yard. What are the neighbors going to think? Right. And I totally relate to that because I'm like... (laughs) Right. I mean... The 6 o'clock news is going to show up, you know? Someone's gonna think you're a lunatic. What are you doing? I don't. I don't know. It, it's. I think that it's hard to. Um, it's hard to to switch that that thought process over. That's definitely a growing part, part a stretching part that I'm not that I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I agree. That it's not comfortable for me. 
No, it's not comfortable for me. <laughs> but you're but but for you and you admit you're you're looking to be stretched the other way. Right. Sometimes. I have been trying to to consciously say no to things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Which is hard. It it's is disappointing hard. people. It is. It is. I think the times over the past year even where, you know, we've said, Andu and I have said no um, has been hard because I don't want people, I think about oh, what are they going to think? Or are they going to think that we're, I'm just ridiculous and I never make a commitment or something? Mm-hmm. Um, but I find myself needing affirmation where, you know, that's great. I can call you, you know, and tell you my situation and I can say, but what do you think? And you can be like, Darcy, yeah, you made the right decision. But really, it should be alone in quietness and prayer. What do you got? You know, Lord, what would you have me do? Right. So that's, um, and part of it is that taking that time to be quiet and alone with the Lord. When those people are right there, you can see their reaction. Right. Right away. So you know. That is that is hard. I think, um, as we go into how this people-pleasing kind of mixes with, you know, um, being in a family and raising children, you know, I think that um, I, as far as we talk about, I mean, obviously, everyone thinks millennials are super sensitive and they're like the snowflake generation. Look it up. It's hilarious. Um, I'm a but... millennial, so I'm going to stop you right there because I'm offended. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not offended. My whole yeah. generation is is a meme on Facebook. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And 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 I know that there's always exceptions, and that's based on you know your environment and the type of person you are. And I'm, I mean, I'm like on the cusp, technically, I guess, depending on like those years. I'm a millennial. I was born in '81. I think the cutoff is like '80 or '79 mm-hmm. or something like that. But, you know, the way I was raised and my environment growing up, I'm an only child. There's so many things factor in to make it different where I don't relate, you know, to that. But um, it's, it's interesting because that I could see that only getting worse or more sensitive as years go on. And mm-hmm. as you raise a young lady and I raise a young man, what does that, you know, what does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we teach them to be sensitive to other people in, in, in that kind way, but also have that have that knowledge of knowing, whoa, that's just cray-cray. Mm-hmm. And that probably won't even be like a word in 10 years, cray-cray. It will not be slow. Oh. Oh, dear. Is our computer dying? No, it, it wants to restart, but not now, later. So we're, we're good. And your computer is a very sensitive <laughs> snowflake, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, but getting back to, yeah, how do we, that's something, and obviously right now all we can do is like, you know, expect and plan and think about this is how we would approach it in the future because you have a three-year-old and I have like a 10-month-old. Right, right. I mean, I think focusing on who are you pleasing and, and asking her, you know, as she gets older, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to go to so-and-so's house today? That's a good, why do you want to do that? That's a very good thought because even if you don't agree with why, 
her having that process of trying to come up with, it's very self, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-aware. Like, yeah, that's, I, that's, I, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's important that, you know, children don't learn to think that way unless you help them along with it. So even to a certain extent now, like if she's upset about something or, you know, gets really quiet in the back seat on the way to you know, school or church or wherever we're going, I'll say, hey, you're quiet back there. What's going on? And if she says, I'm worried, you know, like, why? Why? So I think knowing why you're doing things is a big part of people-pleasing and, and, igno- and acknowledging it. Right, and affirming it and not, not allowing that answer, whatever it is, to be a setup mm-hmm. for you to tear them down. Right, like, absolutely you know. Not. No, that's no. not the well, purpose. Why do you want to go to such and such's house? Because we're friends, and she has a lot of Barbies. I don't know. Like, that yeah. could, who knows? That's that could be nice. a valid reason. But then if you disagree, that's not entirely fair for you to hear her answer and say, well, you know, mommy says no to Barbies, so you can't go. Like, you know, you, that's not the way to kind of, I don't know, for... You don't want to ruin right. You know what I'm saying? If she, if I don't she, have the words to say what I'm trying to say. So, Madeline came home, came home from school the other day, and um, one of her little friends had been talking about a particular TV show that is on a channel we don't let her watch. And she, HBO. No. <laughs> it wasn't an HBO. <laughs> it wasn't <okay>. HBO. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not going to say what it is, because I don't want... I'm a people pleaser, and I don't want our listeners to oh, be, like, goodness. offended here. So, anyway... But, again, no, no, no. Like, you don't think it's appropriate for Madeline. Right. right? I don't think it's okay for Madeline. You have every right to not. That's your choice. Right. I don't. What what should I care? Exactly. What show was it? I told you I'm going to get you to argue with you. No, I'm not doing this in front of the listeners. It's not fair. Anyway, um, so Madeline comes home, and she says her friend was telling her about these characters, and she wants to know what they are, and can she watch the show? And you knew what it was right away. I knew what it was. And I said, oh, you know, I don't think that the girls on that show are very nice to each other. And she said, oh. And then she mentioned um, Goldilocks on a show that she does watch. And she goes, well, sometimes Goldie isn't nice. And I said, but when Goldie does something wrong, what does she do afterwards? And she said, Goldie says she's sorry. And I said, that's right, because when we mess up, we say we're sorry. And I said, but the girls on this other show, they don't say they're sorry. And she goes, oh, those aren't nice girls. I don't want to watch that. She actually said that. She did. She's three. I know. She's you are awesome. in so much trouble. I know. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, you're like, oh, she's awesome. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord help you when she's 10. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. I know. Maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot here. I don't know. <laughs> but I thought it was good that she was able to come to that conclusion on her own. And she was able to say, I don't want to do this. Even though she really wanted to watch it so that she could go tell her buddy about it the next right. day. Was the show Caillou? Because everybody hates Caillou. No, it was not. Caillou. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. Okay. No. Well, that's interesting. Because I think my first reaction would have been, we don't get that channel. <laughs> lie to her i could pull it up if i wanted to we don't have tv but we don't have cable either so i'd be like we don't get that channel yeah 
Sorry. Netflix. <laughs> Here's Doc McStuffins. <laughs> but yeah, I see. I, I see what you're saying. I also think that you know, um, we obviously we teach our children about these things through modeling, that mm-hmm. you know that kind of behavior through our examples, and so you know. They're too young now, you know, to see it. But, you know, when Madeline hears you say no to something in a, in a kind and a firm and a loving way, she's going to understand, she's going to recognize, you know, that it's okay to say no. Right. Yeah, I think that's important for them to hear. When I was a little girl, my mom, who, mom, if you are listening, I think you're one of the most wonderful people in the world, but... My but. mom had a lot of volunteer commitments, and I remember asking her one time, Mom, can you just quit that and spend some time with us? And she's told me since then, that moment that I was like eight, hit home for her so quickly because she realized she was spending so much effort to please these other people that her family, whom she needed to be spending more time with, was being left behind. Mm. And I think it's important to, in a sense, model that for our families. I agree. I but agree. she did let go some of her activities so that she could be with us more. Thank you, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I agree, and I... I think that that kind of affirms some of like the um, the guilt that goes along with saying no to things because you know no because well I'm not going to get to spend time together like weekends for us right now are so important and valuable because you know during the week and just because of the age that Zeke is and everything you know he's out by like seven mm-hmm. he's out yes. You know, on a good on a on a really tiring day, it's like six thirty. On a bad, it's like seven thirty, maybe eight. Which then it's bad. In its own <laughs> way. But you know, so usually he's done. He's out mm-hmm. by seven. You know, and so then it's you know washing dishes or I'm cooking for things for the week or Andrew and I are spending time you know together. But then it's those weekends where we can spend the entire weekend together and with him. And when things come up or people are like you know oh you know can we do this and oh can we do that. No. Yeah. You know, and I feel bad. I feel guilty. And part of it is, you know, um, people being able to relate to your personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our friends that don't have children, that's, it's, it's different. They don't necessarily understand why you're saying no. It's hard. It's hard. I think they, they get it because they can see the, the, they see the obvious part. Oh, you know, she's saying no because, you know, there's Madeline and there's this, oh, she's saying no because, you know, it doesn't fit with Zeke's schedule right now because, you know, he's 10 months old. But I don't, and, I, and I'll say this for myself as well, I don't think it ever really hit me the way that it kind of, you know, that you were saying it hit your mom until I had Zeke. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, now it makes a little more sense. Yeah. Like, I get it and I respected it, but now I'm like, oh, this is what you were So basically, we are just going to say no to everything. Right. 
I go to work, I do the podcast, and I play with Natalie. <laughs> That's not quite true. <laughs> no. no. You can call me uh, on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that teaching the, our children that a good balance is good. Absolutely. You know, I think that there are definitely times where you have to break that, that, um, that schedule up. You know, mm-hmm. I think there are times where we have to teach our children to be flexible, you know, and if, you know, if it means... Like we said in the last podcast, preparing because, you know, mm-hmm. nap time is going to be wacky, you know, on this day or, you know, something else. I think that that's worth it because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's your world, too. It's not their little world. Right. You know. Right. And the balance, like you said, is important. Teaching them that we say yes to some things, we say no to some things, but really discerning is it. Is this what God wants me to do? Am mm-hmm. I doing this because it's what is right? Or am I doing this because I want that person to like me? I kind of, it, drawing this back to Mary and, and kind of bringing this to like a conclusion is, you know, Mary said yes. And we are great, eternally grateful for her yes. And I wonder, Mary's yes, you know, obviously was a one-time thing, yes, but... She had to continually say yes when times were tough, when she, when Jesus was in the temple by himself, you know, when, you know, I, I don't know. I hate that it says they lost him because whatever. He was like this tiny little kid. He ran away. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like she had to continually say yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so that where that came from was, is this pleasing God? You know. I mean, she could have thought about, I'm going to have to tell my parents I'm pregnant and I'm not married and I'm not pleasing them. Or Joseph. Or Joseph, right now. Exactly. When yeah. really what was important was that she was pleasing God. And when she did please God, he smoothed over right. that relationship with Joseph. Right. He handled it for her. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right, you ready to pray, Snowflake? Let's pray. <laughs> Need a name for you. All right. Hail Mary, Mary full, full of grace, grace Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen.